Sukudaf Lamadal, eight lines from the bottom of Lamagumo Bays at the new Mishnah. Arava Gzula, if you have an Arava which was stolen and therefore you're not going to have Lochem, the Avesha, or if it was dried out and therefore it's not Hado, the din is that it's Psula. If the Arava is from an Avedizara, which was served for Avedizara, or it came from an area Dachas, where most of the people in the city served Avedizara and therefore everything has to be destroyed, the din is the Psula, as we saw before, Binagay Lulav and Binagay Adasim, that Ketute Mechtashira, you don't have the actual shear, and of course, our rubber needs a shear of three tvachim, as we learned earlier. Niktam Resha, if the top of the rubber was clipped, or nifritola, or most of the leaves of the rubber fell off, batsafsafa, or a type of a rubber, which is something which grows generally by a mountain and its leaves are round instead of being elongated or instead of being oval, so the din is on all of them, they're going to be psula. Kamusha, if that rubber, instead of being completely dried out, it was instead withering and therefore it was a little bit dried out, but not completely dried out, as our Rubbers tend to do after a few days on Sukkot, or if some of the leaves actually fell off that rubber, but or if the Arava didn't grow by a nachal, didn't grow by a stream, but it grew in a regular field. And Rashi says this field was kaka, it was a field that didn't need to be watered, that the rainfall that came onto that field was good enough and it grew a rubbers. That in all of these cases, the din would be that those rubbers would be kosher. Now Rashi just points out that the we just had the first mission of this parak spoke about Lulav, then we spoke about Adasim, and now we speak Aravis, and then on Lamedal and Bays, we're going to speak about Asragim. So Rashi says, behind the Polyglub Masisa, Medal Babi, why was it that the Mishnah split into four different cases and four different Mishnahis? The Tani Lulubapi Nafshe, we speak about Lulubai itself, Bahadis Bapi Nafshe, then we spoke about Adasim, Bechain Aravis, Bechain Esrig, and then we had a separate mission of Aravis as we just had, and then we have Esrig on Lamedal and Bays. For the ear why didn't we just put them all together? And that Rashi says, Mishum because each Mishnah has something that the other Mishnah doesn't speak about. The case of Tzina HaRabazal was only relevant to the case of Lulav, and that's why it was only in that Mishnah. And the case where you had the berries that were more than the leaves, that was only relevant to Hadassim. As we spoke about our Mishnah, that's only Shaykh by the case of our And the case of Ola and Shuma is only relevant to a fruit, which is only relevant to an Esrig, which is going to be the Mishnah on Lamadal and Beis. That's why we need four separate Mishnahis. And we start with the Gemara, turn around, but we learned. Now, as we said before, the Pasuk says, referring to an Esrig, referring to a Lulub, is referring to Adasim, is referring to the Arabis. So, the Pasuk tells us that you should take a willow that grows by a Nachal, by a stream. It has to be this Arava which grows by a stream. And this teaches us that I'm a surah, that a rubber is what it's talking about when it says Avi Nachal is the one that grows by a Nachal. As Rashi says, mitzvah bizu, that's the Ikka mitzvah. If it grew in a field, as the Mishnah stated, it's kasha. As we'll see in a moment, since it says Lashon Arve, which is Lashon Rabin, therefore it comes to include even if a rubber grew in a soda as well. The Gemara continues, the Torah is teaching us by telling us Avi Nachal that this Arava is the one that its leaves actually is mashuch kenachal that elongated like a stream and therefore we see as we said in the Mishnah that therefore a tzafzafah is not kosher because those leaves are round and not elongated the Gemara continues we have another Bryce that says Ave Nachal we might think only Aravas that grow by a stream shall bow shall harm but if they grew in a regular sado or on a mountain how do you know they're also going to be kosher since it says 
Hashem Arbe, which is a Lashem Arbe, therefore we see that even if it grew by a mountain or in a regular field, it would still be kosher. And the Gemara continues on Daflamidalat Amadalaf, Abishola, Abishola actually teaches us that when the Pasuk says Arve Lashem Rabim, Arve Shtaim, it's actually teaching us that there are two different types of Rabbis. Achas one is the one that you take with your Lulav, which you take a Lulav, Hadassim, and a Rabbis, and an Estrig, and that's part of the Mitzvah Lulav, the Achas Lamidlash, and one is for the Mitzvah that we do by the base of Middlesh, where they used to take their Rabbis and encircle the Mizbeach of the base of Middlesh, either according to one Mandama, they would actually take their Rabbis and they would stand them up around the Mizbeach, and according to others, they would actually stand and hold the Rabbis and walk around the Mizbeach. But in any case, that was the din that you had to go and take a Rabbis in the base of Middlesh itself. And Tais points out, according to this Mandama Abishol, it would come out in a Chinami, the only Rabbis you could use, since he's using the Lashon Arve, Stein to teach us one Lulub and one Lamigdash, and therefore it can't teach us that you could use our rabbis that grow by a mountain or in a regular field, and you have to specifically take our rabbis that grew by a nachal, that grew by a stream. Gemara continues, according to Rabbanan that learned the word Ave to teach you that you can use our rabbis that grew in a regular sada or on a mountain, how do you know that you have to take our rabbis in the base of Middash? You can't use the Lashon Ave Shtayim for that. Gemara says, according to Rabbanan, based on Halach Lameshim Sinai, the Amr Abbasi, Amr Abbechan, Esenetias, Arab, Venisachamayim, Halach Lameshim Sinai. These three dinim are Halach Lameshim Sinai. What are we referring to? So Esenetias, Rashi points out that there's a din benegea Shemitah, that 30 days before Shemitah, we're not allowed to go and plow a field because it's going to actually help it to grow during Shemitah. However, if you have 10 young trees that are planted equidistant from each other in a basar, which is 2,500 square amas or 50 by 50 amas area, Halach Lameshim Sinai teaches us that you're allowed to go and plow in that whole area up until Roshan itself in order that it shouldn't dry out. And you don't say that we have to be Moisav Mechal Al-Kaidish and make sure not to plow from Rosh Chodesh El already. And there was also a second Allah Sinai that taught us that you have to take a rubber in the base of Migdash and go around and circle the Mizbeach in the base of Migdash. And Rashi points out that we don't need Allah Sinai to teach us the Din Rav because that we have from the Pasuk it says Avi Nachal. And the third Allah Sinai was that generally during the year when we brought Tam Shal Shachat Tam Shal we did a Nisa Chayayin however on Sukkot during the seven days of Sukkot we actually added Nisa Chamayim to the Tam Shal Shachat and that's the third Halach Sinai now although these three have nothing to do with each other necessarily however they were said at the same time in the Beis Medrash as Rashi says Elu Shloshin Shalom Beis Medrash Minay Lemon Atar Veshiva we taught Shalach Lameshim Sinayim Veshamay Shemayim Vegosim Kaseidah Sheshamim and therefore the person heard it and he wrote them down in the say that they heard that and the same din that we had before on Dafhei Ben Geish Yurin Chatzitzim Mechitzin they were also heard at one point in the base Medrash and that's why they were learned as one group in any case the Gemara just pointed out that Lafid Rabban the way we know that you bring our Rava in the base of Middash and we encircle them as Be'ach was from Halach Lameshim Sinai however according to Abishol it's actually from a Pasuk that says Arve Lashin Rabim and therefore we learn out Achas Luluva Achas Lameshim Zok Yomar Tana Rabban we learned Arve Nachal Hagdeus Al Nachal that these Arabas grow by a stream However, we're coming to exclude the tzavtzva, which grows between mountains. So, Rabzir, Micra, where do we have a makar that tzavtzva is actually an inferior min? As Rashi points out, the tzavtzva agrees. So, it's not even a min of darava. And even though earlier we said from the Pasuk of Avi Nachal, which is a Lashon Rabbim, we actually include even things that are not growing by a Nachal, something that grows by a mountain and something that grows in a regular soda is still going to be good enough to use as a rubber. However, this is not even part of that family, and therefore you can't use it for the mitzvah rubber. So Rebzeir brings a Pasuk from Yechezkel, that the plant that grows in an area with an abundance of water, which is that rubber, and in 
instead of producing a great product like Hayrova, you now produce an inferior product called Tzavtzafo, and therefore you see that they're two different products. So Gemara says, Maybe the Pasuk is actually explaining, Take the item that you were planting on an abundance of water, and what is that? That's a Tzavtzafo. So Rabziri answers, Why does the Pasuk say, All to say is, By the fact that it says, You should place it, it's Mashmah, it's talking about a completely different item. And the Gemara continues, Omar Ravo, Ravo comes to explain the Pshat in this Pasuk. Omar Kaj Baruch Hashem said, I said, the Klai Yisrael should be in front of me like a plant that grows in abundance of water and they should be like the Arava and therefore they should grow well and have a proper Kiyam and some say this is referring to the Torah which is Nimshal Kamayim but However, they made themselves much lower and they made themselves like an inferior product like the Tzavzfa that grows on a mountain. And the Gemara continues, that some learned that this Pasuk wasn't brought down from Rabzira was actually part of a Brisa. The Brisa was bothered that why is it that we can only use Aravis that grow by a Nachal that grow by a stream and we can't use the Tzavzava and that the Brisa brought the Pasuk and that Master Rabzira Rabzira was the one who asked the question and on that question the Gemara answers why does it lush in Samai it have to be in the Pasuk and Amar Avo Amar Kaj Bocha Ni Amat Shi Yisol Fana Kachacham Ayin Rabim Ma'in Niu Arava Vein Sama Atzam Katzavsu Shabharim Exactly like we said before. So the difference between the first version and the second version. In the first version, it was actually Rab Zeri who brought the pasuk, and Abaye asked a question, and Rab Zeri responded. In the second version, the Brisa brought the pasuk, and then Rab Zeri asked a question, and the Gemara responded to Rab Zeri's question. And we continue with the Gemara. Turn around, we learned Ezer Arava Ve'Ezer Tzavsufa. What's the difference between Arava and Tzavsufa? Arava Konishalah Adam. You have Arava that the stem is actually red. Va'alishalah Moshech and its leaves are elongated or oval, and its edges are very smooth. However, by the South its stem is actually white, or at least not red, it's much paler green, and its leaf is actually round, and its edges are sharp like a sickle. We learned in the Brisa that if you have a leaf that's similar to a magal, similar to a sickle, then it's kosher, but if its leaf is similar to a saw, then it's going to be puzzle. So you see over here that if and we just said that and that's puzzle. When the Brisa teaches us that then the din is that it's a kosher rubber. That's talking about a specific type of rubber. As the Gemara says, it's called a chilfagila. Now chilfa is actually the lotion for our rubber, as we'll see in a moment in the Gemara. And it was called gila because its teeth and the sharp edges were all facing in one direction and not in two directions like a saw. And that's why that was kosher. But by the case of its safsafa, even if the edges of its leaves were actually like a magal or was like a sickle, it would still be possible because of the other simonim that it has that passes it. And Amar Abaya, Abaya says, Shmami, no, we see from this b'risa, high chilfagila, this arovo, that's called the chilfagila, kosher leishana, it's kosher to use as a shana. So Gemara, pshito l'chari, that's pasha, that's exactly what the b'risa said. The Gemara says, Marotema, hoi v'isle shem l'voi, lein iskasha, kamashmo, and you might think that since it has another name, it's an additional name, it's not just called a shana, but it's called the chilfagila, which is called the shana of gila, maybe you think that it's not kosher, kamashmo, and that it is kosher. In fact, Gemara, ve'ema chinami, maybe ve'ena chinami, since it has a shalom levoy, it should be puzzle. On that, Gemara says, Since the Torah just says that it has to be a rub that grows by a nachal, that grows by a stream, as we said before, that the Lashon Arve is actually a Lashon Rabbim, and therefore, any type of rub would be kosher, even the Chilfagila. So, there are three things that I'm going to bring down right now, that their names change by the time of the Chorbim Beis The first words that change
change was Chilfas HaRavta. What used to be the Tzavtzfa is now called an Arava, and what used to be called a Arava is now called Chilfas HaRavta. And what would be the Nafkamina? Luluv. If someone wants to know what they can use for the Luluv and what they can't, before the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, then you had to look for Arava. And nowadays, we have to look for Chilfas because that's what the name of Arava is. And if you take the thing that's called Arava nowadays, that is actually what is the Tzavtzfa, and that is actually going to be possible. The second pair of words that were changed after the Chilfas was Shippur HaTzitzarta, that the thing that used to be called the Shaifa during the time of Beis Middash, which was the horn of a ram, which was round, was now called the Chetzarta, and the Chetzarta, the thing that was called the Chetzarta, which was a straight horn, which was used in the Beis Middash, now that's called Shippur, what should be used for the Shaifa Roshana? But before the Chobin, you had to make sure you had a Shaifa, because that was the current of a ram that was rounded, and after the Beis Middash, you had to look for Chetzarta, as that is now the actual item, that is the horn of a ram, which is actually rounded, and therefore that's going to be kosher for the shayfar of Rosh Hashanah. And the Gemara continues with the third thing, peturta, petura, and petura, peturta. There are two similar words that we use to describe a large table and a small table, and these pair of words had one meaning prior to the basic English being destroyed, and one meaning afterwards, and l'may nafkamina, what's nafkamina, l'may if someone goes to buy a table, and he says to someone, I want a petura, then you could give him a small table, however, if he says peturta, then you have to give him a large table. Then I'm adding a fourth thing onto what Rav Chisa said was switched and swapped after the Chorban. And I'm saying to you that the Bekasi is now called the Havliva and the Havliva is now called the Bekasi. And this is actually relevant to the four stomachs of a cow, of a kosher animal that chews its cud and the food goes down into the stomachs and then it regurgitates it and it chews it once again. And Lamai Nafkamina, Lamachan Anumsa, if you basically what's Nafkamina, what it called? Because it's Nafkamina Allah for a needle that's found in the thickness of the Bekasi. As Rashi points out that we learned in Masechta Shulun, if you found a needle that's in the thickness of the stomach called the base Hakaisis, but it's only on one side, but stuck into the thickness, and didn't actually make a hole and pierce straight through the actual wall of the stomach, then that animal is not a trefa, it's kasha. Because the thickness of that stomach closes it up and it protects it. However, it goes through both sides, that the neck actually goes through and is completely through and through the walls of the basic crisis, then that animal is a trefa. Rashi says, since after the time of the basic Middash, the Blula and Beikasi are now interchanged, therefore, nowadays, that din would actually only apply to what we call the Blula. However, the Beikasi actually would always be a trefa because the walls of the Beikasi nowadays is a much thinner wall because it's actually what the Blula used to be and therefore, at all times, anytime you find a Machat, the din would be that it becomes a trefa. The Gemara continues. Amr Rav by Yosef. Rav by Yosef says, I have a fifth item that was interchanged. Bavel Borsif. The country of Bavel was called Borsif, and Borsif is now called Bavel. Lemain Afkamina. We turn to Amandal Amand Beis. The Gitei Nashim. The Afkamina would be for a get. What's the Afkamina? Rashi brings down from Masechtas Gitin. As we know that if someone sends the get from Chutzlarz and they want to give a get to their wife that's in a different land, the people of Chutzlarz were generally Amratim. So the Chacham of Masakin that a Shliach that brings the get from Chutzlarz, they have to say that this get was written in front of me and it was sealed and it was signed in front of me. And the Gemara over there brings two reasons. Either because they were Amrats and therefore they didn't necessarily know that a get had to be done Lashma and therefore they had to testify that it was done Lashma. Or the reason is because people would not necessarily be able to go and verify the witnesses at a later date and therefore we wanted to make sure that we Mekayim the Adem at this point by this person saying that I know it was signed in front of me. And the Gemara says over there that if you bring a get or you send a get from Eretz Yisrael, the din is that you 
don't have to say Befani Nechtav, Befani Nechtav. Number one, because they were Bikin and Lishma, and number two, because since they were Elohim that kept going from area to area, therefore there would always be people that would be able to recognize the signature of Adam, and they would be able to come to get a later point. And the Gemara in Gittin also says that if you have a get that comes from Bavel, that is a din like Eretz Yisrael, because the people in Bavel were Talmud come and therefore they knew that it had to be done Lishma. And number two, people from Bavel always were traveling to go learn Eretz Yisrael, etc., and people were constantly traveling from area to area, and therefore, at a later point, they would be able to be Mekayim, the Chasimus of the Edom. But in any case, we know that that's only Bavel. So therefore, the Gemara is saying that the thing that used to be Bavel is now called Borsif, and the thing that used to be called Borsif is now Bavel. And therefore, nowadays, if you come from Borsif, that's the place where you're telling me to come, and therefore you won't have to say Befana Nechtam, Befana Nechtam. But if someone sends a get from Bavel, then you have to say Befana Nechtam and Befana Nechtam, because nowadays, there are no Talmud to come in that area, and therefore the Takana still applies. They have to say Bifanai Nechtav or Bifanai Nechtam. And we continue with the next Mishra. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Shmuel says, Shloish Adasim, they have to take three Adasim, which two Aravis, Lulabachad, one Lulabachad, as we do nowadays. And Rabbi Shmuel now is, Afilu Shtaim Katuman, even if the three Adasim, two of them are clipped, the Echad Enon Katuman, one is not clipped, that's also going to be enough, and the Gemara will explain this. Rabbi Tafan Aimer, Rabbi Tafan says, Afilu Shloshtim Katuman, there's no requirement of Hadar by Hadasim, and therefore, even if all three would be clipped, that would be fine. And that seems to be the way Rashi is learning. And he says, However, others learn that in a Khadami, even Rav Tafin agrees that you need Hada. However, he learns since by Hadasim, the actual leaves go up and cover the entire branch, even if it could cut it, it's still going to be Hada, and therefore there's no Psal. Rav Kiva says, Just like everyone agrees that all you need is one Luluv and one Esrug, also all you need is one Hadas and one Arava. And we begin the Gemara Tani, we learn to Bryce Rabbi Shmuel Aimeh, Priya Yitzhada, the Pasuk says you have to take a Priya Yitzhada referring to the Esrog, therefore we say it has to be a pre, which is a Lashon Yachad, and therefore Echad, all you need is one. Kapa is tomorrow, the Pasuk says that you need to take a Lulub, and even though it says a Lashon Rabbim, however it's written Chasa, and therefore we learn out also, Echad, a Lulub is only one. Anaf Eitzavis, it has three Lashonis, and therefore, Shloisha Yidi, three Hadasim. And then the Pasuk says Arvi Nachal, and Arvi is Lashon Rabbim, therefore Shtayim, you need two Aravis. And once again, in the Bresa, Rabbi Shmuel continues and says, even if you have Hadassim, where two of them are clipped at the top, and even though you only have one Hadass that's not clipped, that's going to be kosher. As we said in Mishnah, you still need three Hadassim. However, even if all three were clipped, that would be fine, because like we said in Mishnah, either like Rashi, you don't need Hadah, or that is Hadah. Just like you only need one Lulav and one Esrug, also all you need is one Hadass and one Arava, and this price is almost a repeat of our Mishnah. And the Gemara continues, Amar Rabbelezer, Rabbelezer says, and we're not going to be going to the word loy yet, but you might think that Esrik has to be bound together with the lul of Hadassim and Arabas together in one bundle. So Rabbelezer says, that's not the case. Amr, I'll tell you, the Pasuk only says, and therefore it doesn't have a vav between them, and therefore the Esrik stays by itself, and then the Lulav, Hadassim, and Aravais, they go together because the Pasuk says, Kapais Tamarim, Ve'anaf Eitzavais, Ve'arve Nochal. And therefore you see that those three go together, however, the Esrik stays apart. And we were going to the Gemara, Amr Rabbelezer, and that's the Gears of the Rush and the Rif, and the Kabbalah and the Sanal explains because Lachai Rabbelezer has nothing to do with the Bryce that we just mentioned. However, some are actually going to Amr Lachai Rabbelezer, Rabbelezer was actually going back and speaking to Rabbi Kiva and saying to Rabbi Kiva that you just said that Lulav and Esrik and Hadas and Arava are all compared to each other, so if they're 
all compare to each other, maybe we should also have the esrik together with the lulav in one aguda. On that we say, now that the esrik still has to stay separate. And the Gemara continues, how do you know all abaminim are ma'akim each other? Tamaloyma ulukachtem. The Pasuk says, ulukachtem lochem b'yem rishon. And we learn that, it has to be v'lokachtam. You have to take them completely. You have to take all of the abaminim. And if you don't take all abaminim, you will not be yitzah. And Tezir brings down a machlekes. The Bahaga actually says that the din of l'kichatama is not necessarily that you have to actually take all abaminim in your hands at the same time. But if you pick up the lulav, then you put it down. Then you pick up the esrog and you put it down. Pick up the hadas and put it down. Pick up the rubber and you put it down. That you would also be yitzah the chi of the dalaminim because at least at the end result you picked up all four minim on the yontem sukkas and l'chiri. This would have to be done without hesachadas. And of course, this is only going according to the shita rabbanon that lulav ain't sarich agad. But Tyson brings down from Rabbeinu Tam that even according to Rabbanon that ain't sarich agad. However, you have to actually pick up all of the aluminum at one time, and you wouldn't be yaitza if you picked up bezeh ayin and taisis. And we continue with the Gemara now. Rabbi Shmuel and Mishnah said a very interesting thing. He said you need to have three hadasim, and then he says that if you had two hadasim which were clipped and one hadas which was not clipped, you would still be yaitza. So the Gemara asks Rabbi Shmuel Manushach l'chayr quote Rabbi Shmuel Manushach ishleimim bayi libayin amikul l'chayr. If he requires that you can't have clipped hadasim and there's a problem of harder if you go and clip them, then l'chayr all of them should have to be in a situation that they're going to be shalim and they're going to be complete and not clipped. And he lay by shalim. And if he doesn't require that to be shalim, then why does he say they have to have one which isn't clipped? The Gemara explains. Amr Bira Bira said Amr Ami in the name of Ami Chazbar Rabbi Shmuel that Einach Nami Rabbi Shmuel was actually Chayza and he actually only needs one hadas and not three adasim. And that's why he first started off. He said you really need three adasim. And then he says when I said three adasim, I really didn't mean that because even if you had two adasim which were clipped and therefore they are puzzled and one which is not clipped and therefore it's kosher and you only have one hadas that's going to be good enough as Rashi says if you don't actually bring three hadasim you only bring one hadas because if it's clipped it's as if it's not there in any case and therefore it's like you only have one hadas and that's fine and the Gemara continues Rabbi Yudah says the name of Shmuel Halacha Kerab Tafin the Halacha follows the Shita of Tafin as the Mishnah said Rabbi Tafin they need three hadasim but all three could be cut they could all be clipped and there's no did of harder. So the Gemara says, but other Shmuel Tamei and Shmuel is going according to his own shita. That Shmuel said to these wholesalers that were selling Hadassim, Ashru Vizvinu, make sure to sell them at a proper price and don't price gouge. Because if not, and you're going to raise the prices, then I'm going to dash them outside to the rabbin and tell everyone that Allah follows up Tafin and therefore people will be able to go get imperfect Hadassim by buying clipped Hadassim. So now the Gemara proves that Shmuel must hold like Rav because my timer, why did he say I'm going to dash like Rav Tafin? If it's because Rav Tafin was Makel and allowed you to use Hadassim, which will clip, then let him just dash in like Rav Kiva, who's even more Makel because Rav Kiva says all you need is one Hadas and not three Hadassim. So Elamai must be that Shmuel holds like Rav Tafin, and that's why Shmuel specifically said I'm going to go out and dash in like Rav Tafin because I actually hold like Rav Tafin, and he didn't say I'm going to go out and dash like Rav Kiva because he actually doesn't hold like the sheet of Rav but the Gemara says it's not a raya because it's possible that the reason why Shmuel said I'm going to go out and dash in like Rab Tafin because that's actually even a bigger cooler because it's much easier to find even three irregular hadasim that are actually clipped at the top and you will be yaitzel like the sheet of Rab Tafin rather than saying that you actually have to find one full hadas which is going like the sheet of Rab and therefore you have no raya from the story that Shmuel actually holds like Rab Tafin and the only way that we actually know that Shmuel holds like Rab Tafin because we said, I'm Rabbi Yudah Meshpua, 
halacha kirab tafrin, and we will stop over here.